Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? MMs and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter MMs. Because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter MMs and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Matcha. So good. Matcha love. Yes, I love it. No, matcha love, the brand. Oh, yeah. Matcha love made with real Japanese matcha. It's rich, smooth, perfect for hot or cold brewing. Matcha is great because it's rich in vitamin C and EGCGs. What do you like to make with it? I like to make matcha lattes. I'm all about making smoothies. Why wouldn't you be? Get 25% off all matcha love products at ituin.com using code CRIME. That's code C-R-I-M-E at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and E2N dot com. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, Zarin. Who are you? My name is Elizabeth Dutton. Oh, nice to meet you, Elizabeth Dutton. My name is Elizabeth Dutton. That's weird. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Reading the wrong lines. Hi, I'm Zarin Burnett. You know what's ridiculous? What's ridiculous? <laughs> <laughs> You like that? That was ridiculous. No, in all honesty, I have something for you. You ready? Yes. In Kentucky, since 1849, every single legislator, public officer, and lawyer must take an oath stating the same thing. All of them. Do you know what the oath is about? You'll never guess it. No No one ever would guess it. I have, they have to say these words. Quote, I have not fought a duel with deadly weapons within the state or not out of it. So help me God. Oh. They have to take I've never dueled oath. <laughs> I think everyone may have to do that. That's a. Are you kidding? No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I don't think so. That's stupid. It's only in Kentucky that's that that would be a problem. stupid and it's ridiculous. You want to know what else is stupid and ridiculous? Oh, I love stupid and ridiculous. Air rage. Air rage? Oh, like in, like fighting on a plane. Yeah, air rage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll enunciate. I was it's... thinking like air raids. So I was no. like, I don't think the English would agree. <laughs> They would think it's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, air rage. Okay. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about some. Hit me with it. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. You like air travel, right, Zarin? 
Yeah, as long as I'm the get to be the one who flies the plane. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love air travel. What's your air travel protocol? Like, get how early do you get to the airport? Do you check bags? Do you sleep on the plane? Do you drink on the flights? Oh, man, like my real like protocol. Okay, so mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, I show up in a rush, most likely, because I'm cutting it close because I don't want to hang out at the airport too long. And so then I get there basically where I'm not quite running. I got, I'm not, you know, not racing through the airport because that makes people nervous these days. So I'm just shy <laughs> of that. And then I get to like the baggage place and I'm like hoping the people in front of me aren't like really slow like I am. I'm like, please don't be like me. Please don't be like me. And then I get out and then I have to pull out like three laptops out of my bag, take my shoes off. I've forgotten things are in my pocket. I'm walking around with magnets in my back pocket. And I'm like, oh, right. And then I have this moment of like, I'm a jerk. And of course, it can something that's completely predictable. And then finally I get all that done. Then I go and I wait and I'm like, wait, which like place that, I don't know which gate I'm at. I forgot. I remembered it earlier. Then I get to the gate and I'm like, they're like boarding and I'm like, oh, and then I get on the plane. And if it's like, you know, like a Southwest flight, we get to pick your seats. I know no matter, even if I'm late, no one's going to sit next to me. I get like the little casual racism buffer in the seating. <laughs> and so then I just show up and I just wait for the like, wait, like, you know, the waitress. I'm like, oh, what am I in a bar? The waitress to come around <laughs> with the drink tray. No, I just wait for them to come around. And then I'm like, okay, before COVID, I'd be like, let's go with the Heineken or a beer or something. And then otherwise now I'm just like, I just signal, like, I basically drag my fingers across my throat, like, nah, nothing, I'm good. And then I don't say anything for six hours, and I get off the plane. Hmm. That is stressing me out just listening to it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like a, a air rage incident waiting to happen, either from somebody interacting with me or just, like, you know, me really pushing someone over their edge. Okay, yeah. I'm the opposite, as you could imagine. What's uh, your routine? Seems kind of chill. Oh, I get to the airport very early. Like the day before? Like a week ahead of time. <laughs> camp out. No, I like to give myself the allotted amount of time. And if I'm checking a bag, especially, I want to make sure I get there. And then I don't like standing in the security line and knowing that my flight is about to board. So oh, it's I want the best. No. You feel alive. No, no. <laughs> Most of what I do in life is try and make things as chill and relaxed as possible. Hmm, how's that working out? Awesome. Because, like, there's an intersection by my house that's a total pain to navigate if I want to get, I have to cross all these lanes of traffic with no no light or stop sign in order to get to the freeway. Okay, so an intersection? And it would it's right by my house. Mm-hmm. I go up and over a block so <laughs> that I can have, like, a chill way to get there and not be stressed out trying to... So you don't take my approach of embrace the chaos. No, avoid the chaos. That's me. You're like, I can navigate around this. I can make a little pathway. I I get to the airport with plenty of time. I I don't mind hanging out at the gate and listening in on people's conversations. I once had an ex-girlfriend make a plane get turn around on the tarmac. She she made such a scene that they turned the plane around on the tarmac and came do? back to pick her up. She was just a princess and she was really good at it and they they responded well, appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that that's kind of where we're going okay. today. Um, you know, I think that the stress of air travel for me it's sort of stressful. I'm not afraid of flying, but mm-hmm. there are just so many components and so many outside Things that I can't control, so I want to be able to do the most that I can to, again, maintain chill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, when you combine that, like you're saying with the princess, with this sense of entitlement, Mm -hmm. people freak out. People lose it. completely. I want to tell you about an epic freak out, an absolutely ridiculous case of air rage. Oh, yes. All right. Close your eyes. My eyes are closed. And we're going to do another one of my imagination experiments for you. It's October in 1995. Let's say that 
maybe you're the chair of like the astronomy department at Yale or something. Mm. And look at you. <laughs> look at what you've done. You know, you're a little sad about the death of Jerry Garcia just two months earlier because mm. I guess you're a deadhead. <laughs> and where are you in October of 1995? I don't know. Where am I? Buenos Aires, Argentina. Look at me. You just gave a talk at the Galileo Galilei Planetarium. You totally killed it, man. Good job, dude. High five, up high me. <laughs> high five, up high, down low, too, too slow. slow. Me. <laughs> You've had a wonderful time in this totally beautiful city, right? Mm-hmm. The Paris of South America. You're able to build in a couple of days on either end of your talk for sightseeing and your trip. Folks at the planetarium and the University of Buenos Aires, they've been marvelous. Hmm. Just lovely. You ate at fantastic restaurants. You explored the city like a local, thanks to all of your academic scientist friends. I'm living my best life. Oh, my gosh. You learned to tango. Oh, my God. I love to tango. It's been a wonderful trip. So you get up on the morning of October 19th, and you pack your bags. You're carefully folding your pleated dockers. So that they don't get messed up <laughs> en route. Okay. You check out your hotel. Well, I mean, you're like an astronomy guy. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm working with it. Yeah. Uh, you check out of the hotel, you hop in a cab, and you head to the airport. As you're driving in the cab, you, like, have your head leaning against the the passenger window in the back. So I have and, my independent movie moment? Oh, yeah. You're listening to, like, singer-songwriter stuff on your <laughs> CD Walkman. You're staring wistfully out of the taxi window, and your taxi is overtaken by a motorcade. They just go blowing by you. A series of black town cars, cops on motorcycles. This is so exciting. What a city, you say to yourself. <laughs> Good Lord. You get to the airport. It's a huge concourse. This place is enormous. You head through the metal detectors, make your way to the gate. Now, for whatever reason, you're flying first class. Back I've never to done that, but that's cool. Back to New York's JFK. You know, it's a long flight. I don't know how you how you pulled this off. Because I don't know. Maybe you make a lot of money with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you stole Look, airline miles. I don't. I don't know selling, how you live. Uh, hot telescopes on the black market. Yeah, exactly. That's your side gig. So, but before boarding begins, you see this whole giant group of these men in dark suits, and they're making their way to a roped off area near the gate. Mm-hmm. And you ask the gate agent in completely impeccable Spanish. Perdóname, brillante mago del cielo. ¿Quiénes son esos hombres? Mm, I, that sounds so Your much voice like me. is really weird. It's kind of melodic in that like computerized way. You said you asked them, excuse me, brilliant sky wizard, who are those men? <laughs> so the agent explains to you that they're diplomats, but you can't tell you more than that. You're clever, you know what to do. You pull a bag of M&M's from the front <laughs> pocket inside your blazer. Always my answer. Yeah. I mean, Chocolate. Hello. I'm probably going to pull chocolate. And out. as you do this, it reveals that you're wearing a chambray shirt with Tweety and Sylvester embroidered on the breast pocket. It's 1995, baby. Yeah, me and John Lasseter, we shop at the same mm-hmm. stores. You dangle the candies seductively in front of the gate agent. You ask her to tell you more. <laughs> tell you. I'm tempting people with chocolate in yeah. 1995. Tell you who those men are. <laughs> She looks at the bag of M&M's. She looks at the Looney Tunes characters stitched on your shirt. She can't help herself. So she spills the beans and tells you that the president of Portugal, Mario Soros, 
and Argentinian Foreign Minister Guido Detella are flying with you to New York, where they're going to be attending the 50th anniversary celebrations for the United Nations. Oh. What a life. What a city. <laughs> I'm big time in it. Oh, my goodness. You tear open the bag of candies. <laughs> the gate agent just, like, tilts her head back and opens <laughs> her mouth expectedly. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm now in a Renaissance painting of pleasure. Yeah. Go on. The two of you make eye contact uh-huh. as you pour the contents of the bag into your own gaping maw. <laughs> Taking turns. Just uh, filling it uh. beyond capacity. You chew the candies with your mouth open, sugary, multicolored chocolate drool running uh-huh. down the corner uh-huh. of your mouth, down your chin, sta- staining Tweety, who's standing in like that sassy stance. <laughs> Hands on hips. Bien yogado, she says. Well played. Before lifting the intercom microphone and announcing that boarding is beginning for first class passengers. Hey, that's me. You're in that moment right now. That's the meal. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you suddenly get so frisky? I was just born this way. Did the passion of the Argentinian tango go to your head? It probably did help. You're you're pondering this new you. <clears throat> and a man shoves by you on his way to boarding the plane. Hey. Yeah. He's wearing a ridiculously expensive suit. He's already intoxicated. So it's other me. Go on. It's, it's, your, it's your doppelganger. He rummages around for his boarding pass, and you just, like, slip by and board the plane because you're smooth. You mm. still got, like, M&M stuff all over your face, <laughs> but it was worth it. You take your seat. You like you're, These seats fully recline into little beds in first class on this kind of long Get haul, out. 767 or whatever wow. it is. Okay. You're going to recline in luxury. Mm. You're going to mm. doze off. You're going to watch a movie. Why not Read both? a magazine, shop from Sky Mall maybe. Get yourself like a giant sarcophagus for the corner of your house. Mm. You know I, it. You know yeah. how Sky Mall goes. My house needs new decorations. Who's to say? Maybe sarcophagi. Get a couple. <laughs> you're going to order like 12 head of sarcophagi. <laughs> You're like still reeling from the joy of that speech and the dinners and the music and the interlude with that gate agent. What a trip. What a life. Best life ever. And then you notice that the man in the fancy suit from the gate is actually seated behind you, (laughs) sipping on some champagne before taking off. It's first class. That's what you do. (laughs) He drains that glass, pounds it, asks for another. He's loud. He's like really loud. (laughs) Okay. So everyone is boarded. And then the diplomats breeze to their seats in first, and they settle in. Flight attendants are, like, getting ready to taxi, take off. And the fancy suit guy behind you asks for more champagne. Totally denied. Hmm. I didn't know that. He yells. They cut but, you off before you take well, flight. Well, if you've, like, been pounding glasses of champers. <laughs> hey, it's and first just, class, baby. It's how we live. Right? And so he's just like, if you fly first class to Hawaii, by the way, mm-hmm. they, they give you the option of champagne or... Pog, the... What is that? Is it Pog? Pineapple, orange, orange guava? guava. Huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on this one, though, they're like champagne only, or maybe it'll give you like a little sip of water. So he's like, I want champagne. They cut him off because he's just had way too much. Okay, I'll take tequila. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> and so he's just like, he's a master of the universe. He's like Gordon Gecko. Mm-hmm. He gets up, tries to pour himself a glass of champagne from an empty bottle on the beverage cart. I don't think even you can do that in first class. I don't think you can get champagne out of an empty bottle. Oh, right. There's That's that part, too. Yeah. So he gets reprimanded by the flight crew. I thought it was like half crew. empty. I didn't realize no, it was empty. all the way empty. So they start yelling at him, sit down. And he manages to like then make his way up to the galley where he pours himself a glass of champagne and then snaps up two pre-poured glasses for good measure. So he's got three glasses of champagne, <laughs> makes his way to his seat. They're doing the, their best, the flight crew, to say, like, be professional, be kind, but their patience is tested. Okay. <laughs> 
You have a bad feeling about this guy. <laughs> I'm like that. Yeah. And as well, you should. Some call me psychic. His name yeah. is Gerard Jerry Finneran. Not old dirty Jerry Finneran. Yeah. He's 58 years old. Uh-huh. He lives in a palatial estate in Greenwich, Connecticut. I can tell from the behavior. He's the president of Trust Company of the West. It's an investment fund worth more than $150 million. They're focused on third world debt. Huh. He's also the co-manager of a private equity firm called the Argentine Investment Company. Okay. So the big money. So he's in like mining or whatever. Sure. I don't know. He's just got a ton of cash. Mm -hmm. Um, But most importantly, he's about to get completely ridiculous. About to get? About to get. This is nothing. I'm going to let you savor the last bits of your dream trip to Buenos Aires <sighs> while we hear some ads. And when we get back, we're going to redefine bad flight behavior. Okay. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right. So there you are. Flying first class from Buenos Aires to hey, New York City. Look at me. Yeah, look at you. What a life. What a life. You've hey. had a lovely trip so far. Everything has been perfect, but things are starting to go a little sideways. The guy behind you? You mean Dirty Jerry Finneran? Jerry Finneran. He's already on one. He's been guzzling champagne, loudly declaring his need for more. It's not a want. It's a need for him <laughs> at this point. The plane's still on the ground. Yes, we right. have not left the ground. He's already overserved himself, mm-hmm. refused to sit in his seat. He's been picking fights with the flight crew. Mm-hmm. And, and are people having to walk past him to get on the plane? I mean, like everyone. Yeah, I would guess. Imagine like, everyone's getting a little sip of that's Jerry. That's a legitimate question because I found out what kind of airplane this mm-hmm. was. A big one. Okay. Is the official name. Nice, it's a, nice. an airplane big one. Mm-hmm, the Boeing big one. The, the Boeing big one. <laughs> I think it's like a 767, okay. but I may be a little bit off on one of those numbers. Okay, but so it's maybe a people seven are, something seven. So they're coming in and making the right turn? Yeah. In the don't... moment, I looked it up and it looks like for United, mm-hmm. they come on the plane, make a right turn, walk through first to get to oh. business and then to coach. Oh, interesting. So they, okay. And it looks like maybe on <clears throat> Delta, they mm-hmm. got on in between first yeah. and business. You I've know. done that. And yeah. I, yeah. And so, like Europe and stuff. Too, too, but I, I don't know. But let's say everyone has to cruise through there. Well, it makes more sense that they have to get on between first and business. That's what I, yeah. So he's like, he's just causing a ruckus. Won't sit. Plane's mm-hmm. still sitting there. Um, most people would have gotten the boot from the plane by now because it hasn't even left. I would have been given the boot twice. <laughs> yeah, right? It was at least, I think the people in coach yeah. would have for they sure. They would have kicked me off boat. this flight and any subsequent flights. <laughs> You're total, that's a 100% ban right there. Yeah, no, I would have been kicked ban. into jail. I think yeah, I think so. So the plane takes off at long last. You're perusing mm-hmm. your copy of Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. that you picked up before you left for the trip. Gotta catch up with my guy. Yeah, you'd like shoved it in your attache case and forgotten about it. What has Ed Norton done lately? Well, no, you're reading the cover story about David Duchovny. Oh, that's He's right. touted as the X-Files hottest UFO. And UFO there stands for unlikely fantasy object. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tisk. You know, so you're just tisk, tisk. You're flipping through and you hear Finnerin behind you ask for a glass of red wine. Oh, bro, that won't go well. You can't switch from whites to reds the like that. The tannins? Yeah. Goodness. So after all his like pre-flight antics, you're kind of surprised that they're giving him any alcohol at all. I'm surprised he's still conscious, but go on. <laughs> he downs that glass of red that they bring him and asks for another one. They bring him the wine. Yeah. Okay. He slams the second one and is like, barkeep. <laughs> Keep this <laughs> one going. One more. Do you have a wine bong? Once again. <laughs> he wants a wine gravity bong. <laughs> and the flight attendants just keep stalling from having to deal with him. They're mm-hmm. just kind of like, he's a blank space at some point. He's undeterred, right? He gets up. 
cruises over to the galley and decides to pour himself some more red wine. Y'all are busy. I got this one. Yeah, he's like, no worries. I got this. Um, One of the flight attendants catches him doing this and tries to stop him. Mm -hmm. But he grabs the bottle, heads back to his seat, puts the bottle between his legs, Mm -hmm. effectively preventing the flight attendants from taking it back. Okay, so he's got it like... It's crotch, essentially. Yeah, he's making mold crotch wine because it's warming <laughs> Who up. Who wants some warm chompers? Yeah, and then he just got a, like, it's like a, he gots, got he gots <laughs> himself a huge uh, silly straw that's like swirling around. <laughs> so the flight attendants ask their supervisor, can we cut this guy off? Which, come on, make the executive decision yourself and cut him off. But can we? they went to the supervisor. And so then one of the male flight attendants is sent over and they tell him to cool out. They're just like, in the most flight attendant phrasing mm-hmm. ever, they say, Sir, we're going to need to take a little break from drinking now. Well, thank you, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and uh, put a cap on it. (laughs) I'm going to need you. This flips the switch. Uh Finneran goes into an absolute rage. Air rage. Wait wait a minute. So just because somebody says we're going to need you to take a little break Mm -hmm. from drinking, Mm -hmm. he's like, Yeah, exactly. He hulks out. So he like chases the attendant into the galley and he's just screaming, I want your name. I'm going to bust your ass. He, like, he, I just like to imagine that this is delivered, though, like Corky St. Clair from mm. one of my favorite films of all time, Waiting for Guffman. Oh, right. <laughs> but then again, I like to hear everything in my head as if it's said by Corky St. Clair. He's the Christopher Guest character in yeah, that, Yeah, right? he yeah. says, He's like, teacher. it's yeah. a Zen thing, like how many babies fit in a tire? <laughs> <laughs> or my favorite was like, me, you know, right out of the Navy, you know, fresh off a destroyer with a dance belt and a tuba chapstick. <laughs> That's like the best line. That and Parker Posey fanning the one chicken wing on the barbecue is, those are like my favorite things in the world. Anyway, Finnerman's going to bust a guy's ass, he says. Okay. And so at this point, the flight supervisor steps in and tries to calm things down. He's successful. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, I don't know what they say. He leans in. You're trying to listen, professor. You're yeah. just like, what like, are they? What's going on? And um, Finnerman goes back to his seat. The cabin goes quiet. Finally, me and my cotton dockers can relax. Oh, you just exhale and you just start one by one taking peanuts out of a bag and you're like (laughs) licking your fingers because the salt. One by one. One by one. (laughs) Putting them on like the little tray and lining them up. Yeah, yeah. And then snorting them. (laughs) (laughs) Crushed peanuts. Yeah. (laughs) Got my credit card out. I'm like, what's going on, y'all? You're just still riding the high of the Buenos Aires trip. (laughs) Gotta go with this. (laughs) Veneran doesn't want the party to stop, obviously. So he gets up again and approaches a flight attendant, and he Mm -hmm. demands a drink. And she tells him, you know what? You're cut off. Dude, you're cut off. Go back to your seat. Mm -hmm. So in this, like, choose your own adventure, (laughs) do you take a beat, think about what you've done, decide to go back, sober up, you know, in your little first-class seating pod? Mm -hmm. Not if you're Finnerin. No, no. He puts his hands on the woman's chest and just shoves her into a seat. What? She goes flying back. Falls he does, into like, a seat. does like a full on boob press and pushes her yeah, back the aisle. Yeah, totally. So it's I like wish, a double offense. Yeah, I wish it was like a chest butt, but yeah. he just shoves her with it and she goes flying back. I'm trying not to laugh. You go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> We're all friends here. So Finnerin, like he shoves her. This turns into a, she, he, the whole, everything, he starts going berserk. He's losing it. Okay. He heads again to the galley to the drinks cart. Mm hmm. There's this complete ruckus. Everything breaks into chaos because Finneran didn't just stumble up there and pour himself another drink. He climbs onto the cart. Now, those carts aren't really huge. No. And they're already like a little bit top heavy, right? 
They got Not those little the tiny safest move, but like Finneran is safety's enemy at this point. <laughs> and like a tipping cart is the absolute least of our worries. He's standing on the cart. He's standing yelling. <laughs> and then he pulls down his pants. Oh, God. And he squats down and he 100% takes a giant dump on the drinks cart. Wait, what? <laughs> just in, a, in just, front of the president of Portugal? Just a big old steamer on the drinks cart. <laughs> People start losing it. They are losing it. Oh, my God. So he's still <laughs> on the cart when he reaches down. He grabs some, like, cloth napkins, and he wipes himself in front of the president of Portugal. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, so he's just, like, taking a napkin, wiping, tossing it. Uh, <laughs> he steps in his own crap as he jumps off the cart, and then he starts making his way towards the toilets <laughs> and like he started like wiping the soiled napkins on the walls of the plane as he walked <laughs> oh and i like to God. imagine it like he's doing it like a very jim morrison of the hamptons <laughs> slinky swagger as he's going along and like his pants are kind of like half done um he tracks doo-doo all over the cabin mm -hmm. and he wipes it on the walls and the seats before locking himself in the bathroom <laughs> so you know you know he wrecked shop in the bathroom as well. Oh, that yeah. lavatory goes without saying. He was just blowing mud, <laughs> throwing rope. <laughs> so he pops out of one bathroom that he's in and ducks into another, <laughs> perhaps just like to be able to decimate both of them. I had no idea how dirty, dirty Jerry was. <laughs> oh, Jerry! So at this point, like food service is about to start. Well, it should have been starting. That's why the cart was out. But there's caca everywhere. <laughs> I'm having a really good time thinking of all the synonyms. So, Finneran, he's locked in the lavatory, and there's not going to be any dinner. Because <laughs> we've got, like, a hazmat situation going on. And so the, the pilots realize, we have to land this plane. Like, this is ridiculous. The closest airport is San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're just over the Caribbean at this Yeah, point they're over the mm -hmm. Caribbean. And so they radio to San Juan, and San Juan turns them away. They're like, hell no, bro. You got to <laughs> take that stuff elsewhere. Did the wise Puerto Ricans just not want anything to do with this literal SH show? <laughs> no. Turns out that they couldn't land the plane there because of the dignitaries on board. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like an unscheduled stop would be a huge security risk. And the State Department has protocols for... Board, diplomats boarding and landing at U.S. airports, mm -hmm. and they didn't really have anything in place for that at that point because it's unscheduled. Okay. So the poop plane flies on, <laughs> continues on, <laughs> and Finnerman, Finnerin, eventually his traveling companion slash colleague. Someone is with him? He's not traveling by himself? Someone is sitting next to him like, yeah. bro, you gotta chill. Oh, bro, yeah. you gotta, oh man. Yeah, a lady, Jerry, a lady, come on now. A lady who works with him. Oh my God, <laughs> she manages. Lady. She manages to like help the flight crew to jimmy the lock on the bathroom and coax him out. Why did she help? And at this point, dude is covered in feces. <laughs> he's naked now? No, no, no. Oh, he's just all over his clothes. It's okay. just all over him. I thought he'd strip down and, and just the gal <laughs> pal himself. takes him back to his seat, and the two of them snuggle together and go to sleep. What? Yeah, she nuzzled I'm so, up I'm to sorry. a man. My record scratched in my head. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> she nuzzles up to a man covered in his own droppings. <laughs> <laughs> and there are still four hours left on this flight. Oh, Four hours. Now, is it wrong of me to assume that there were more than work associates? I don't know. How, don't... Are, you, how are you going to cozy up to your colleague who's got 
feces all over him, be like, I'm just going to help him get settled. You're in the cabin, Professor. Yeah. Don't you dare try and escape this imagination (laughs) exercise. You know it straight up reeks in there. Oh, God, yeah. And so the flight crew could only, like, they they throw a blanket over his him and his companion and just hope for the best. How much is a first-class ticket? I don't understand the the respect. What is it, $1,000 more? (laughs) Uh, That's a really good $1,000 investment. Here's my absolute favorite detail of this. Uh Uh-huh. That it smelled so bad in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think he'd been eating? Anyway, oh, skip I can that. only imagine. So the, oh. But here's my thing. The flight crew, they needed to mask the smell. Yeah. So they like walked. You can smell the nachos. They walked up and down the aisles spraying Lagerfeld cologne. <laughs> Why? I just love Why this because the brand is Why specified. Yeah. Like in all the news reports, well, like they used Lagerfeld cologne. It's like the worst but best advertisement ever. But you know how closely scent is tied to memory? And oh, so God, like yeah, every never. single one of the people on that flight for the rest of their lives, when they smell Lagerfeld cologne, they're going to immediately smell crap. <laughs> they're going to think of Jerry Finner and squatting on the yeah. drip, down the They're going to pass someone on the street wearing that scent and immediately start retching. <laughs> So for four hours, four hours, oh, people man. are enrobed in Lagerfeld dookie smell. <laughs> They're hungry. They haven't eaten, but not really because it smells like a ground beef tire fire up in there. <laughs> like they can't. What do you do, right? What did you do, Professor? How did you handle this? I don't even know if they're, uh, you know that this is all an imagination exercise with you. So mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that the professor from Yale was actually there. Yeah, no. It's, it's, this it's is just me, imaginary professor professors there. And, exactly. So the the whole like big UN trip for the president of Portugal and the mm-hmm. Argentine minister of foreign <laughs> affairs, off to a great start, you know, <laughs> diplomacy. I got to take a breath. Let's take a short break and I'm going to let you know how this all shakes out. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. 
Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Matcha. I love matcha. So rich and smooth. Do you love matcha love? Yep. Matcha love is the best in the biz. Experience the vitality of the whole tea leaf. So many powerful health benefits. You know what else I love? Sweet treats. You are in luck. Matcha's great for baking. Can you make cookies or cheesecake with matcha? Yes. Or your other favorites, ice cream or madeleines. Yes. Delicious. Matcha love. Get 25% off all matcha love products on itoen.com. Using code CRIME. That's code C-R-I-M-E at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and Itoen dot com. All right, so where were we? Oh, let's see. We were in about 36,000 mi- <laughs> 36, feet in the air, and everything smelled like poop in Carl Lagerfeld's cologne. Yeah, the poop ship destroyer flight 976 <laughs> eventually lands in New York, and the feds are waiting. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. The FBI arrested Gerard Finneran mm-hmm. upon his arrival. He gets charged with interfering with a flight crew and assaulting a flight member. Okay. Flight attendant, excuse okay. me. Now, is, when this is assaulting, is that a specific thing, or is he getting arrested for assault and battery? It just happens to be a flight attendant. Yeah, I, I don't know. I okay. think that I just like didn't know if there's a federal. I think code. that there's probably like, it's like some striking sort of, an officer is yeah. like a special. Yeah, let's say there is. Okay. Sure. So, <laughs> sure, sure. Why not, Johnny? He posts a hundred thousand dollars bond, uh-huh. and he's required to attend alcohol counseling, <laughs> and he's not allowed to fly anywhere without the court's permission. So he's effectively he's grounded. grounded. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Finneran has tons of money, so you'd imagine that he gets, like, a really great lawyer. Mm, I've seen some of the lawyers some really rich people hire. I'm not necessarily guaranteed that. I feel like maybe his lawyer wasn't quite prepared for this craptacular situation. (laughs) Oh, God. So, in court and in the papers, Mm -hmm. the lawyer, Charles Stillman, insists that the booze had nothing to do with his client's capers. How so? He says it's all false. It's a horrible lie. I guess he he um he took a tranquilizer earlier and didn't know oh, it. It gets it. It's such a good explanation. What he's trying to do is rewrite the narrative. He's hoping oh, course, that yeah. the plane ride will be like most of this guy's life. What he says goes. He's Fair. just going to say how it is. Don't forget, there's no smartphones or social media. Right, 1995. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like someone wanted to get the video. They had to bust out an actual video camera tape the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then maybe sell, like, the physical tape to Inside Edition. I feel you. There's no one there yelling, World Star! World Star! <laughs> Which would have been awesome. So if you weren't a weird astronomy professor at Yale and you were instead a high-priced lawyer in Manhattan, mm-hmm. how how would you defend your client's actions? You said, 
What was it? I wasn't listening <coughs> to you before. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I said something about like tranquilizers. Uh, I don't know. The uh, the point being that usually the those high priced lawyers like to shift the blame onto something that raises reasonable doubt that you cannot really say does or does not do the thing they're claiming, yeah. and that's all they have to introduce. So I would try to come up with some reasonable doubt that oh he had a reaction to his medications, and I just find whatever medications he has and find some doctor who says that somebody once had a reaction, and I'd be like, yes, yeah, he's also having that. You're totally on the right path there. Oh, am I? Look at me. Yes. Law school paid off. I, right now, you just passed the bar. Look at that. You're done. I'm going to call my mom. Zaren Burnett the third Esquire. She's so proud of me. I know. So good. So, Stillman opts for a really ridiculous play. Okay. Finneran pleads guilty as charged in court, but the lawyer wants to make sure everyone understands that it was all just a big misunderstanding. <laughs> the, the poop on the drink cart? Yeah. Total misunderstanding. He says, well, you know what? It's actually the president of Portugal's fault. <laughs> Shift the blame. Do we Rewrite know, the narrative. Do we know who exactly was on the drink cart? We have <laughs> eyewitnesses, but can they be trusted? Well, he says that, okay, he's like, listen, my man Finneran, he actually had a really bad case of traveler's diarrhea. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's like if you eat something that you're not used to while traveling. So like oh, he had like bad clams or he drank this, water. Yeah, that uh-huh. Yeah. So he says that that's what happened. Not that he was on a complete loose goose bender, but he's got <laughs> traveler's diarrhea. Or Canadian goose bender. Well, as an aside, I kind of feel like maybe he had more than just champagne and red wine driving oh, the crazy train. I'm thinking he showed up a little loose. Yeah, I... Pure speculation, maybe there's like Colombian marching powder, no, nose candy involved. Ah, yes. I don't know. And that's pure Some speculation of the on my part. But like when people say, by the way, when yes. people say nose candy, I always imagine someone shoving an entire Snickers bar up their nose with the heel of their palm. I always imagine Pop Rocks going in <laughs> See, we have it. And that's just me, yeah. you know. Anyway, Stillman, he says that Finneran had the squirt super bad and that the, the president squirts. of <laughs> squirts. My grandfather used to call me. So, Matt, you got the squirts? What are you talking? He's like, he was sliding into first. He felt something first. <laughs> Diarrhea. Um, I don't remember the rest of that. Then I'm not going to... Oh, when you slide in the first and you feel something burst in uh, diarrhea. Yeah. Diarrhea. And, and then there's a second. Oh, there's a bunch, yeah. And, and a third. Mm-hmm. Something about a turd. Probably. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. President of Portugal's team won't he the Stillman, the lawyer, says that the president of Portugal's team isn't letting his client into the bathroom while he has bad diarrhea. Okay. And that he was prevented from accessing this bathroom by by this crew. And what's he supposed to do? Use coach bathrooms like an animal? <laughs> Okay, wouldn't that be like the easiest people no. to find to get an eyewitness testimony that they did not no, do that? No, because he's just rewriting the narrative. And the lawyer says, you know what? The only other option he had was to pop a squat on the beverage cart. <laughs> what else are you going to do? It's logic. the reasonable choice. Hello, logic. Anyone in these conditions. Yeah. Um, the bogus meter's off the chart. Yeah, the judge guy. is just like, oh So my. was the judge like, you know what? We all been there. No worries. No. Yeah. Thankfully, no. no. Finneran gets sentenced to 300 hours of community service, mm-hmm. two years probation, and a $5,000 fine. And he also had to pay the airline almost $50,000. Oh, for the like hazmat crew? Yeah, like a grand or two went for cleanup costs. Like, they must have had to steam clean, disinfect, maybe replace seats. I oh, know. I hope so, yeah. yeah. And then some, actually, some of the passengers were calling for Finneran to be tested for hepatitis to make sure they weren't exposed. 
And then in total ignorant 90s fashion, some of them wanted him to be tested for AIDS because they thought that's how they were going to get it. <laughs> he gave me the butt AIDS. Like, yeah, right. The poop, the poop AIDS. AIDS. He gave me the... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's um, an intelligent move. Uh, logic. Anyway, um, the rest of the money that uh, was paid to the airline went towards reimbursement costs for the other passengers. What about the flight crew who he was boob pushing down I... the aisle and yelling Listen, at Listen, I don't. I swear, if I didn't, if I'm on that flight, if I'm Professor Zarin and I don't get like a dozen free first class flights out of this, I'm losing it. (laughs) I'm crapping on stuff. (laughs) Like, I'm going nuts. And I feel like they probably like refunded people's tickets and gave them like a drink voucher and maybe a pair of those little plastic United wings. You know that there had to be, I mean, at least it doesn't have to be, but I would imagine statistically at least one person on that flight that was the first time they ever flew. So the first time they ever fly a person. And they never fly yeah, again. Exactly. Like, never... Trains for me. <laughs> like, so Finneran, though, he goes on to lay low for the rest of his days. You know, he's promised as much to the judge during his sentencing because he tells him, you will never hear of me doing anything like this again. <laughs> okay, that's quite a promise there, Jerry. You're never going to hear of me doing <laughs> something to get away with it. In fact, though, he like he later volunteers at a nonprofit that helps source post-incarceration employment for people who've completed their sentences. But did he, like, pick that? I mean, are we giving him credit for Yeah, the... I'm giving him credit. Okay. Now, this is, I debated including this next part. Okay. Because, like, we had a wild ride, and I didn't want to end it on a bummer. Okay, I appreciate that. Um. Still trying to get the Carl Lagerfeld out of my mental I, theater. I think it should be mentioned. And, you know, at least we had some fun along the way here. Mm-hmm. But uh, Finneran died in 2005. And yeah. his cause of death was complications of Alzheimer's mm-hmm. disease. So the air rage incident took place 10 years prior to this. And there has been, you know, speculation that the whole mess was a sign of early onset Alzheimer's. Okay. Now, I've had friends, grandparents who had Alzheimer's. And... uh I watched the deterioration go from like, yeah. the person that they were to the person like they, they could not remember their, their wife and so forth. And it was really, you know, as a kid, I remember you know, this was the case. It was really sad and really difficult to watch. But I don't remember any of them having episodes of like this type of behavior. Yeah. When they did, occasionally they would get angry because they would get confused and stuff. Mm-hmm. But sure. their anger didn't turn into... I'm surfing the drink cart and pooping on. I mean, like, <laughs> right? it's just... it didn't go. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I've had relatives who at the end of their lives had diminished capacity, mostly due to dementia. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them did some seriously ridiculous and, like, in hindsight, hilarious things as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Um, in the moment, it was wild and, like, out of character and distressing. But, like, with time, it becomes a pretty funny story. Totally, with time. Yeah. yeah. And I think that because... After that time and, like, when they're gone, we have a more holistic view of who they were in their life and, like, the absurd nature of just our brief time on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that kind of. And so, like, when you take the illness out of the equation in these stories, they're funny. And there's something that the person themselves would laugh about. Most so likely. I'm just, like, giving credence to if there is speculation that that played a part in it. But, like, in the case of Gerard Finneran, on the surface of the story, it's a guy who went nuts in first class and flipped out and then did something so primal and, like, against societal norms, meaning, like, going against civility and basic hygiene. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm a rebel. I don't cut my hair. It's like, I'm a rebel. I crap all over the place. You know, it shocked and it amused people. Like, late night hosts like David Letterman and... Comedians, they used his antics and material like crazy at the time. Oh, I bet. It was everywhere. Um, and But we now we have some distance, and we see how it played out. And he was a guy who did a lot of good things in his life. 
Okay. You know, he had a wife of 44 years, kids, mm-hmm. grandkids. He was in the Air Force, successful businessman, played a ton of sports, loved to be active. So, like, he used a major misstep, too, in his life to lead him to help out others who'd done something that they regret and had paid their dues and just wanted to get back into society, the society they offended, injured. Sure. So, so he, yeah, he became like a gateway for others. Yeah, and he realizes, I've been there. I've done, I've done something really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think it really affected his work career because he, you know, he went on to, to continue to make money and be, you know, well-regarded. So I think he wanted other people to have that. Um, there's a part in his obituary in the New York Times that I thought was like a really interesting snapshot of who he was outside of the fecal fiasco. Okay. So let me read this to you. And Please. I quote, <laughs> Gerard was one of the founding partners of TCW Worldwide and the author of its eclectic but very successful investment style. He was a consummate value investor who could see around corners. And he was a wonderful boss who focused on what people could do, not on what they couldn't. He engendered loyalty and love from those who were lucky enough to have the opportunity to work with him. His enthusiasm, caring, and absolute fearlessness will be sorely missed. So he's a, he's a complex guy, you know. Hmm. Whatever your thoughts on the, like, social value of equity funds or whatnot, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's a that. human being who seems to connect well with other human beings. But is he, like, a salesman type? Or, like, do you, did, you get, did you get a sense of what, where, where his charm is? Because, like, some people can be charming because they're working on it. Some people can be charming because they have integrity and you're drawn to it. I think that his charm was sort of in the fact that he was not risk-averse and he was willing mm. to do things a little bit differently, it mm-hmm. sounds. From what I, you know, when I understand. And it wasn't just that he was like a charming guy. I think he was just a, a nice guy. Okay. Um, and so if you look at it, like he connects with other people. I I feel like that's the meaning of life, right? That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Connect Completely. with other people. Completely. Connect with other living things. And it's too late for me to say that I don't want to get philosophical about this because I'm like deep in it. But what I think is appealing about ridiculous crimes that we talk about is this whole thing. Like that's this, like we... Uh, people make major Mm screw-ups and antics and foiled plots. Mm -hmm. They're real people. And they're great examples of the fallibility of human beings. Totally. You know? And and we're all capable of these things. You know, anyone who says that they're not is lying to themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the crimes that we talk about are ones where no one loses their one precious life. Yes. You know? So... These are the kind of weird things we all do along the way. Not all of us, but we all make dumb choices at some point and mm-hmm. to differing degrees. And those are the things that we talk about. And I think it's sort of better to laugh at those because, like, life is ridiculous. Completely. Yeah. That so 100%. And that that is my ridiculous takeaway on this one. So Gerard Finneran, you know, did something completely ridiculous and gross and hilarious. And maybe it was for reasons that weren't so hilarious, but... Maybe, we don't know, speculation, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is it's absolutely hilarious to poop all over an entire first-class cabin <laughs> <Completely. laughs> because you can't get a drink. The uh, <clears throat> the obit you read reminds me, the way you talk about him being, or the way the obit talked about him being a value investor and, you know, basically being warm and somebody who took some risks, reminded me almost like of Warren Buffett. So mm-hmm. imagining Warren Buffett standing on a drink tray, dropping trowel and <laughs> crapping on like... All the coffee and everything. Right. 
Now, suddenly I'm like, now, how could he get past that? And I could see him doing it, but I don't see him laughing about it per se, but I could imagine laughing about it. And I think with time, even Warren Buffett would laugh at the image of him dropping trowel on a drink cart. By all rights, we have every right to laugh about it. And so does Warren Buffett. Yeah. You know, just just saying. So I was trying to like, you know, picture like, well, how far could I take this investment banker who's just a decent guy? Just had this one weird moment. (laughs) Well, we hope it was the one weird moment. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) What has he gotten away with quietly in other instances? But it seems like he righted the ship. Yeah. Completely. And I like, I love a good, I won't just say like, I love a good redemption story. Yes, you do. So this is a redemption story about Poop Man Joe, who just like, <laughs> let it loose. And uh, and he gave me the opportunity to think of so many synonyms for fecal matter. Yeah, he did. You know, thank you, Gerard. I think my other ridiculous takeaway is, hmm. apparently a first class ticket. <laughs> wow. I had yeah. no idea. It's oh, like a get yeah. out of jail free card. Yeah. I mean, right up to a point. Obviously. It's, I guess, worth it you know. to fly first <laughs> for many, many reasons. <laughs> that thousand dollars goes a long way. <laughs> oh, not just a thousand. So, oh, is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. See, it's so clear. I have no idea. <laughs> that that's us for today. Uh, you can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Note: I will not be posting poop pictures on Instagram. Whatever. You're welcome, America and the world. Uh, You got a tip for us about a ridiculous crime that you want to hear about? Do you want to tell us about the time that you pooped on a cart in first class? Email us. We can take it at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. So tune in next time for more ridiculousness. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. Produced and edited by duty-free Dave Kusin. Research is by TSA pre-boarding approved Marissa Brown. The theme song is by Thomas Longhall Lee and unaccompanied minor Travis Dutton. Executive producers are upright and locked position Ben Bolin and nonstop Noel Brown. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Matcha. So good. 
Matcha Love. Yes, I love it. No, Matcha Love, the brand. Oh, yeah. Matcha Love, made with real Japanese matcha. It's rich, smooth, perfect for hot or cold brewing. Matcha's great because it's rich in vitamin C and EGCGs. What do you like to make with it? I like to make matcha lattes. I'm all about making smoothies. Why wouldn't you be? Get 25% off all Matcha Love products at Ituin.com using code CRIME. That's code C-R-I-M-E at I-T-O-E-N dot com. Available on Amazon and Itoin.com.